Good morning, beloveds. Your friend Jaka here. Um, today is the 10th of November, 2019. It is the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost, proper 27. Instead of reading the daily office readings for today, I'm going to read from the lectionary for the Eucharist. Um, it's another one of those Sundays where I'm not able to be at my home church. And so I very much appreciate reading the readings that are being read there. So we're going to use those today. And if we do evening prayer, then we'll do the daily office readings. We will likely not um, be doing evening prayer, but you never know. So with that being said... Our readings are going to be Psalm 145, 1 through 5, 18 through 22, and Haggai 115b through 29, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 5 and 13 through 17, and Luke 20, 27 through 38. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Mother, to set forth her praise, to hear her holy word. Actually, you know what? Let me back up. I'm going to use my son's favorite word for um, a woman head of household or lineage, which he actually is to describe me as well. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of our Almighty God, our Heavenly Matriarch, to set forth her praise, to hear her holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship her, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by her infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Worship God in the beauty, beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore her. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before her presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to her with psalms. For God is a great God and a great queen above all gods. In her hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are hers also. The sea is hers, for she made it, and her hands have molded the dry land. Come, 
Let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker, for she is our God, and we are the people of her pasture and the sheep of her hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to her voice. Worship the Lord. Worship worship God in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore her. Psalm 145, verses 1 through 5, and 18, and 18 through 22. I will extol you, my God and Queen, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is God and greatly to be praised. Her greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall lodge your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. God is near to all who call on her, to all who call on her in truth. She fulfills the desire of all who fear her. She also hears their cry and saves them. God watches over all who love her, but all the wicked he will destroy. She will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of God, and all flesh will bless her holy name forever and ever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Haggai 1.15b-2.9 In the second year of King Darius, in the seventh month, on the twenty-first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, and say, Who is left among you that saw this house in its former glory? What does it look like to you now? Is it not in your sight as nothing? Yet now take courage, O Zerubbabel, says the Lord. Take courage, O Joshua son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Take courage, all you people of the land, says God. Work, for I am with you, says the God of hosts, according to the promise that I made you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit abides among you. Do not fear. For thus says the God of hosts, Once again, in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations, so that the treasure of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with splendor, says God of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the God of hosts. The latter splendor of this house shall be greater than the former, says the God of hosts. And in this place, I will give prosperity, says the God of hosts. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle P, A Song of the Spirit, from Revelation 22, 12 through 17. Behold, I am coming soon, says God, and bringing my reward with me, to give to everyone according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, 
Blessed are those who do God's commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city through the gates. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to you with this testimony for all the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. I am the bright morning star. Come, say the spirit and the bride. Come, let each hearer reply. Come forward, you who are thirsty. Let those who desire take the water of life as a gift. A reading from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1-5 through 5. As to the coming of our God, Jesus Christ, and our being gathered together to him, we beg you, brothers and sisters, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as though from us, to the effect that the day of God is already here, let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first, and the lawless one is revealed, the one destined for destruction. He opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, declaring himself to be God. Do you not remember that I told you these things when I was still with you? And 13 through 17. But we must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, beloved by God, because God chose you as the first fruits for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and through belief in the truth. For this purpose, God called you through our proclamation of the good news, so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, siblings, stand firm and hold fast to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by word of mouth or by our letter. Now may our God, Jesus Christ himself, and God, our matriarch, who loved us and through grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good work and word. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle S, A Song of Our True Nature by Julian of Norwich. Christ revealed our frailty and our falling, our trespasses and our humiliations. Christ also revealed his blessed power, his blessed wisdom and love. He protects us as tenderly and as sweetly when we are in greatest need. He raises us in spirit and turns everything to glory and joy without ending. God is the ground and the substance, the very essence of nature. God is the true father and mother of natures. We are all bound to God by nature, and we are all bound to God by grace, and this grace is for all the world, because it is our precious mother, Christ. For this fair nature was prepared by Christ for the honor and nobility of all, and for the joy and bliss of salvation. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, gracious Christ. Luke chapter 20, verses 27 through 38. Some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him a question. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. 
Now there were seven brothers, the first married and died childless, then the second and the third married her, and so in the same way all seven died childless. Finally the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had married her. Jesus said to them, Those who belong to this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die any more, because they are like angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of our God as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now God is not God of the dead, but of the living, for to God all of them are alive. Then some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you have spoken well, for they no longer dared to ask him another question. Then he said to them, How can they say, Oh, sorry, I was supposed to end at 38. For to him all of them are alive. The Gospel of our gracious Jesus Christ. Glory to Christ. Let's affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Matriarch Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Matriarch and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. We're gonna use the suffrages on page 42 of Enriching Our Worship, volume one. Help us, O God, our Savior. Deliver us and forgive us our sins. Look upon your congregation. Give to your people the blessing of peace. Declare your glory among the nations and your wonders among all peoples. Do not let the oppressed be shamed and turned away. Never forget the lives of your poor. Continue your loving kindness to those who know you and your favor to those who are true of heart. Satisfy us by your loving kindness in the morning. So shall we rejoice and be glad all the days of our life. O oh God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you that the week to come may be spent in your presence. Through Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. O God, the author of peace and the lover of concord, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, 
that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Loving God, almighty and everlasting matriarch, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. Heavenly Matriarch, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight, through Jesus Christ, our gracious God. Amen. I am going to use as the prayer for mission, as we have been, the prayer attributed to St. Francis. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood is to understand, to be loved is to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. I would like to pray also, despite the fact that we have already prayed suffrages, prayer intercessory prayers for healing. This litany for healing is found on page 30 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. All of those whose names we have held silently, and also for Jaga and for Jack. Let us offer our prayers for God's healing, saying, Hear and have mercy. Holy God, source of health and salvation, hear and have mercy. Holy and mighty, wellspring of abundant life, Hear and have mercy. Holy Immortal One, Protector of the Faithful, hear and have mercy. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness, hear and have mercy. Blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, child of Mary, you embrace the world with your love. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. Hear 
and have mercy. Jesus, our true mother, you feed us the milk of your compassion. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, Son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, eternal Christ, your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. Hear and have mercy. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Comfort and relieve and heal all sick children. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage to all who await surgery. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give your wisdom and compassion to healthcare workers, that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, Lamb of God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, bearer of our sins, hear and have mercy. Jesus, redeemer of the world, hear and have mercy. Our Mother who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Compassionate God, you so loved the world that you sent us Jesus to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, he revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ, who suffered and died for us, conquered death, and now reigns with you in glory, hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us. Make us whole and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen.
Merciful God, whose son Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus, look with compassion on all who are bound by sorrow and pain through the death of loved ones. Comfort them, grant them the conviction that all things work together for good to those who love you, and help them to find sure trust and confidence in your resurrection power. Through Jesus Christ, our Deliverer. Amen. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the Word made flesh. You overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, and then ascended again to the matriarch. Grant us, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, and to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in the comfort of your love, we lay before you the memories that haunt your beloveds, the anxieties that perplex us, the despair that frightens us, and our frustration at our inability to think and communicate clearly. Help us to discover your forgiveness in our memories and know your peace in our distress. Give us your words to say. Give us your clarity to communicate, God. Touch us, O God, and fill us with your light and your hope. Amen. Gracious God, only source of life and health, help, comfort, and relieve us and give your power of healing to those who minister to our needs, that our weakness may be turned to strength and confidence in your loving care for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Strengthen us, God, to go where we have to go and bear what we have to bear, that accepting your healing gifts at the hands of surgeons, nurses, technicians, and all others that do their work in your will, God, we may be restored to wholeness with a thankful heart through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Holy One, you do not distance yourself from the pain of your people, but in Jesus bear that pain with us and bless all who suffer at others' hands. Hallow our flesh and all creation. With your cleansing love, bring healing and strength to us. And by your justice, lift us up, that in the body you have given us, we may again rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Gracious Christ, you came into the world as one of us and suffered as we do. As we go through the trials of life, help us to realize that you are with us at all times and in all things, that we have no secrets from you, and that your loving grace enfolds us for eternity. In the security of your embrace, we pray. Amen. God, your loving kindness yeah. never fails, and your mercies are new every morning. We thank you for giving Andrew relief from pain and health renewed. Continue the good work begun in him, that increasing daily in wholeness and strength, he may rejoice in your goodness and so order his life always to think and do that which pleases you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Giver of all grace, we pray your peace, which passes all understanding. For those who are developmentally disabled, grant that they may always be sustained in love their gifts honored, and their difficulties understood, that none may add to their troubles. 
We ask this in the name of the one who comforted those who were troubled in mind, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. O blessed God, you minister to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. O God, our heavenly matriarch, whose glory fills the whole creation and whose presence we find wherever we go, preserve those who travel, surround them with your loving care, protect them from every danger, and bring them in safety to their journey's end through Jesus Christ, our gracious God. Amen. Almighty God, we entrust all who are dear to us to thy never-failing care and love. For this life and the life to come, knowing that thou art doing for them better things than we can desire or pray for. Through Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. Now is the time then where I share a few of my thoughts on the readings. don't think that I marked our second reading, so you might have to give me a second to get there. Okay, so our psalm is a little odd. I'm, I'm wondering if I have like a daily planner that gives me the readings on each day, and I can also keep my appointments there. <laughs> it's very helpful, um, but it says to go through verse 22 of Psalm 145, and there isn't actually a verse 22. So I'm wondering if it's actually supposed to be a different psalm, but we'll go with what we've got. So in verse 4 here, it speaks to one generation shall lodge your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. We've talked within the last few weeks about um, a spiritual inheritance, and I think that this verse speaks to what that spiritual inheritance should be that we pass down, you know. My son was asking me this morning... um, He's like, I feel like I get all of my characteristics from you. Is there anything in me that you see from my father's side of the family? And we had a conversation about us being more than just the mix of our DNA and more just the hand-me-down, that there is a unique um, conglomeration and trans, or not transubstantiation, but... um, what is the word I'm looking for? It's another word for um, the poets. Transcendental is the word I'm looking for. We transcend our DNA. We are all of that and so much more. And so that was a great conversation to have. But I think the most important thing that we can pass on to our kids is exactly what it says here in the psalm. Lauding the works of God, declaring God's mighty acts speaking about our relationship to God. I think in some sense, we as parents are absolutely spiritual directors to our children. That it's not that we say, this is my way and so it is the only way, but that we help guide them to find their own way and their own relationship with God because they are indeed unique. So we pass down 
knowledge that there is God and that God is spirit. And as our opening verses said, we must worship in spirit and truth. And the help, the help that we give our children to find their spiritual way, to help them discover the way in which they hear from God, just as we help them discover and hone their talents, we also must help them discover and know that all of those talents come from God. And it is that guidance, I think, that is true spiritual inheritance. All right, give me a second here to find... Haggai, which is one of the prophetic books, and which apparently I did not mark. So let me just pause you and refind it. Thanks. Oh, and as soon as I did that, I flipped my book right open to it. That's kind of hilarious. Okay. Thanks, God, for making me laugh today. So I think with, I, some, several important things in Haggai. Uh, one is that. God, the word of God came by the prophet Haggai. So just like we've been talking about, Haggai was a conduit for the word of God. It was not Haggai's word, but it was God's word through Haggai. And I think it's so important that we be ready and open to be that word of God. Um, that we prepare ourselves, that we prepare in ourselves the way that through our beings, God's grace and love and the word of the Holy Spirit may come through us. And then this is so heartening to me. Basically, Haggai says about the temple, I know now it looks nothing like the previous temple, but I promise the temple to come will be more glorious than anything you can imagine. Take courage. And that is so heartening to me. I'm definitely in a place where the present circumstances look bleak. But I take courage that God is with me here. And that as I give myself in cooperation and actively work with God in me and in all I encounter, that what is coming will be amazing. What is coming in my life and what is coming in my time and my purpose. I um, I think I told you guys uh, maybe yesterday that I'm in Philly this weekend or close to Philly. And I went with Jack yesterday to the notorious RBG exhibit at the National Museum of American Jewish I forget whether it's heritage or history, but anyway, excuse me, in Philadelphia, and it was a great exhibit. I um, and I was very moved by it. Um, and I a couple of things to note here. One um, particularly relates to our reading, I think, and that's that there were times when RBG did not win, um, even recently their outcomes that she was against and she voiced her dissent you know she's very famous for her dissent starting probably in about 2013 she voiced her dissent wearing the dissent collar and everything in in a way that was just and gracious and true and queenly and i think that's how she has gotten her nickname 
um, that she doesn't back down, but she doesn't stoop down either. What an image to follow. And then also, um, I was kind of getting a little down on myself looking at everything that RBG had done and thinking, man, here I am, I'm 40, I'm going to be 41 this month. What have I done with my gifts and talents? And then I took heart as I got to the end of the exhibit. And I got to a quote, because I was like, man, maybe I should have been a lawyer. Maybe then I would have done some good, you know, <laughs> instead of whatever. Anyway, comparison, right? It's definitely a tool of the enemy. But there was a quote near the end that spoke to using our individual gifts and talents. And, and I think that is what I am doing. My spiritual director asked me a question the other day about why I feel that my calling is to be a priest and, and not to be a commander. And I said, hey, it, it might be a secondary calling to be a commander and to do differently with a unit than I've seen done. Quite frankly, I would far rather be the advisor to a great military, you know, a chaplain and the advisor to a great, a spiritual advisor to a great military leader than I would be that leader myself. But that might just be my flesh and like the current constant embattlement <laughs> of my situation. But... But also, there in the work of the ministry that I envision as my own particular ministry, because everybody's is different, it is that beautiful, harmonious, sweet spot. Like the sweet spot on a bat when the ball hits it just right and it's a home run. It just, everything connects. I am fully integrated. All that I am and have been and will be comes together. And I'm good at it. And... I feel that resonate within me. I'm passionate about it. I could spend all day in time with God, meditation and quiet time and reading scriptures and researching scriptures and writing about scriptures and communing with the Holy Spirit through poetry and drawing and speaking. Like I could literally spend all my time doing that and be so happy. And I am very much the, I've been doing my, my Enneagram and, and a lot of that's been work with my spiritual director too. I'm very much the, the eight with a seven wing and drawing on the two when I'm in my healthiest spots, which is most of the time now, even in the middle of crisis. Because like we've said, being our true integrated and gracious and holy selves in time of crisis is even more important than in times of calmness because you can have peace and even the middle of crisis. But anyway, like all of that kind of going on. So I was heartened getting the end and seeing that quote and knowing that A, it's never too late to use our gifts for God and B, they're all different. That RBG was created to do what she's doing. I am created to do what God is leading me to. And the best things that we can do are to cooperatively prepare with God for what God has intended for us and to spend the time so that we recognize and know what we're being called to. So, kind of rambled a little bit there, but those are my thoughts on that. And then, Thessalonians. So, this, is, this writing is 
as my commentator says, reassurance about the timing of Jesus' return because false rumors were spreading in writing by letter and orally. Um, and so the writer here reassures the Thessalonians, don't be shaken, don't be deceived. Know this, the enemy is, is as we say in like modern words, the enemy is the great mimic. The enemy is going to exalt himself and pretend to be God and try and dissuade you. Don't be dissuaded. You are the first fruits for salvation. You were called. Stand firm and hold fast. And I think that this kind of speaks to something that I've been talking about with you guys lately, that there are times when we do feel shaken and stirred it in the in the way of desolation and we doubt what what we have discerned to be true and from God and the Holy Spirit and Christ keep moving forward don't be shaken off track Refix your vectoring, your point on the last point that you felt that true resonant, like we were talking about before, that resonant voice of God directing you and go forward. Just like it's like the lights were on and you fixed your eyes on a point and you started walking toward it and then the lights go out. Keep moving forward in that direction until the light comes again. Keep moving, friends. Don't be dissuaded. Seek and know in the fiber of your being what is from God and what is not. And hold fast to that which is true. Hold fast to those, those truths that you knew. Stack them up together. Build the foundation on God. Even when it's hard, even when it seems hopeless. God is coming. God is here. God is with you. Reach out your hand. Feel the hand of Jesus in your own. And walk forward in faith and truth. And in love. Our gospel reading. This one kind of cracks me up because it's like, it's another one of those, oh, we're going to try to trap you in your own theology kind of thing. And uh, I want to call out first here saying uh, to the latter part of verse 28, because I, I think this is the whole point of the original edict, right? Moses wrote that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. So to raise up children for his brother, I think that that is the point. And we're talking again in our context about spiritual heritage. But 
in the context here. Of course, there is lineage and family line and taking care of the rest of the family and all of those responsibilities, particular to culture. Not all of those apply to us, but I think what does apply is, again, spiritual inheritance and descendants. So I think that when someone beloved to us dies, one of our siblings in God, in this world, in creation, we must carry on their spiritual heritage and inheritance by passing on those spiritual truths that we came to know through our knowing them to the next generation. So let's put a pin in that because I feel like that's the actual whole point. But they try to like trap him up in minutia and basically Jesus is like, you're asking me the wrong question, people. It's not who's going to be married in heaven. It's going to be how are we going to heaven? How are we heaven on earth? How are we acting this all out here? Because people in heaven, they're not people as we think of here on earth. They can't die. They're like angels. They're children of God and children of the resurrection. And he very clearly calls back to the resurrection because these Sadducees don't believe in resurrections. They're asking him a question about something they don't even believe in to begin with. And he turns it on its head, and then he explains resurrection to them. And he says, God is not God of the dead, but of the living. For to God, all of them are alive. And then, and then they're silent, and one would hope that they're pondering. But I think... I think what should speak to us here is the motive in asking our questions. Are we seeking truth or are we seeking entrapment? When we ask questions of somebody else trying to trap them in a corner, it's not a good thing. When we ask questions trying to understand, that is the right thing. I myself was in a situation recently where somebody asked me a series of questions trying to trying to back me in a corner and then use my responses against me and it was pretty clear that no matter what response I gave it was going to be twisted and so my prayer is we find ourselves in that place may God give us the answers may we take a deep breath and feel the presence of God and let God guide the words from us but that's only a tangent more than that let us see past the minutiae to the truth, to the true edict and desire of God. Let us peel away the layers that are irrelevant or skewed or of a previous context in time and get to the heart of the matter. Let us ask questions for understanding. Let us listen to each other. Let us be gracious and compassionate and seek and speak truth. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, all this I pray. Amen. All right, folks. I think we can just about wrap this up now. Thank you for being with me today and always. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, 
you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.